jumbo au ibare za saburi ibare za mancha ibare za jioni good morning good afternoon and good evening i want to make sure i cover all my bases and and assalamu alaikum to all my muslim brothers and sisters rahabat liktim bushar to each and every one of you in the nugis Welcome beloved to another spiritual impactful episode of Spiritual Vitamins as always I am your brilliant teacher the chosen one You know today I was talking with a youth a younger person and that person asked me he said why do parents always ask their kids to clean up their place and you know for a moment i was baffled befuddled flabbergasted i didn't understand how to respond to it i just said to myself well wait why do we as adults ask our children to clean up our place when it is solely our responsibility Why do we ask our children to lift the finger? I want to share a story with you guys. It goes a little bit something like this. So, there was a young man. His name was we're going to say for all intents and purposes, Damien. Damien lived in his parents' house until he was about the age of 21. Now, in that house, his mom and dad barely did anything. They barely cooked. Damien cooked, Damien cleaned. He took care of the dogs. Damien also worked and paid the bills. Mom and dad would just sit on their behinds and do nothing. Now, mom of course was collecting disability. SSI and dad had a work related injury that made him not be able to work so he could collect disability so both of them you could say medically had a right to sit on their behinds but point is they could have still worked so damien one day when he was out with his friends His friends would say, "Hey man, you never really have time to chill with us. You never really have time to go to the mall with us. You always busy. What's up, man? You ain't got time for your boys." He would look at them and he would say, "Man, I always got time for y'all, but it's just I'm so busy with, you know, helping my parents at their house that I don't really have time for a social life." One day while Damien's parents were out and you know after Damien put them in the car and y'all went out to the market they were going past a family and they noticed the family and they said oh that's two people we used to know back in high school and the parents said hello to him hey how you doing saw the two of them with their kids and they said oh how old your kids are now she said oh yeah the other mother said oh yeah 
my daughter, she's 23, happily married. She got two kids. Oh, God bless her heart. He said, my son, he's 21. He's married. Got three kids. Successful, completed college. Got his master's degree in law. The two parents started feeling awkward because everything that these other two parents were saying about their kids, they knew they couldn't say nothing about this. They tried to look for every little bit of niche. Oh, well, you know, Damien is doing his thing. He's still in school and everything like that. You know, helps us out around the house with me and my husband disabled and everything like that. You know, he's a good, good child. But the other parents were just like, okay, well. How old is he? When they said he's 21. He just looked confused. Like, he's 21 years old. He's supposed to be done college. Damien did not feel embarrassed at all. They get back to the house and Damien's parents were upset. How could you let us get embarrassed like that? Didn't you say anything? Stand up for us. Damien said, because everything you were saying was the truth. I do help you guys out around the house. I do give up my education to be here for you guys. I do help you guys take care of your plates. Why would I act like all of that is a lie? That's the truth. That's what I do. That weekend, Damien's mom and dad were sleeping. He stepped out for a little while to go for a walk and while he was walking Damien meets this girl very pretty girl for all intents and purposes we'll say her name is Angela he meets Angela and he's like how you doing Angela and she's like oh how you doing and they're talking back and forth just sharing a conversation he takes her to go get a coffee and he finds out they have a lot in common They exchange phone numbers, and Damien goes home. So about six, seven months go on, you know, they're back and forth dating. After dating for about two years, Damien felt in his heart that she was the one. He was going to ask about moving in with him at his parents' house. But then this happened. One day while him and Angela were out, Angela saw this nice house. Damien saw it, and he knew he could afford it. He finished college, got his bachelor's, master's degree, his associate's degree in neuroscience. Big field. Boy was worth a lot of money. 
cashes in on it. Got a nice job. Damien goes with her up into the house and they knock on the door and it's an open house. He said, oh, you know, please come on in. They look around the house and when he told the owner their story, the owner was like, so you really put aside all your life for your parents. The owner decided to drop the amount by $100,000. God damn. Now, they knew they had that. He said, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. That same day, One of Damien's uncles brought his cousins over to the house. And they started watching the little kids. One of the little kids got into something that they weren't supposed to drink and got sick. They had to call 911. Ambulance came and saw the house and the condition it was in and they were disgusted. So what did security do? I mean, what did the police do? They took pictures of everything. Damien comes home, and their parents tell him what happened. Damien rushes there to the hospital to be with his uncle and cousins, and you know everything was okay. Damien goes in the house after getting back home. From the hospital with his uncle. He he's upset. The cops come back to the house, knock on the door, do do do. They served the family unnoticed that if they don't get the house cleaned up by a certain time, they have to get out. No, Damien knew for a fact, all right. I got a place where y'all can stay. He talked up with his girlfriend and she said, absolutely not. She said, no, your parents aren't staying with me. Damien was shocked. She said, we deserve to have our privacy. 
we deserve to have our time. Your parents screwed up. They didn't take care of theirs. No. Damien understood. them over at the uncle's house told the uncle what was going on the uncle took them in they moved out to their house they couldn't believe their wonderful son was leaving them behind but he did thing is where the parents are now they're unhappy but did they ever stop and think about Damien's happiness no excuse me so listen beloved this is this is where the knowledge come in here we go here we go here we go listen beloved there's a time when we must accept the responsibility that's been pushed before us and stop pawning our responsibilities off on everyone else and playing a mind game with them to make them feel like it truly is their responsibility when it's not. Each and every one of us who gets something of our own are responsible for its upkeep. We're responsible for its cleanliness. We are responsible for the conditions in that place. We can have 19 people living with us. And they ain't giving that notice to anybody but the two people's names on that deed. They'll bypass the other people like they not even there. always taught that is important. Uh, Here we go, here we go, here we go. I was always taught that it is important for us to teach our youngest siblings and uh, our, our babies responsibility. It is our job. It's the thing that God put us on this earth for. Allah gave us a task and we are supposed to complete it. That task before us is our responsibility. And I was alone. If I buy me a million dollar home, I'm not going to expect the other people who's living in my home to clean up my home for me. It is my responsibility. If I don't want the responsibility, if I don't want the responsibility to have to clean up behind them grown people, I'm not going to have them there. Pure and simple. Let's be smart. We need to stop complaining about stuff 
that we allow to go on around us and that we are aiding to. If we were smart, we wouldn't, we wouldn't, we wouldn't complain. When I was a little young lad, you know, little young black kid, growing up in the ghetto, we lived in this row house. Nice little row house. It is on separate basement from everybody else. Nice little row house. If it was still up for sale, I probably would have moved into that joint myself. Well, nice little row house. The neighborhood now is cleaned up. It's nice. Got a nice school. School got an indoor swimming pool. You know, little area for everybody in the neighborhood to go play basketball. Nice little playground for the kids. It's a nice little neighborhood now. It ain't ghetto no more like it used to be. The ghetto has shifted to further down the street. When I was that young, I would be in my room playing with my toys, right? Yo, yo, yo. My WWE, back then WWF, action figures. Having The Rock go against Stone Cold, Undertaker Kane going against The Rock and Stone Cold, Undertaker and Kane going against The Rock and, and, and Mankind, as they were called The Rock and Sock Connection. Yeah, had my own little fantasy matches going on. One day, right, I told my mom, I said, you know, I noticed my room was junky. And I told her, I said, oh, don't worry, mommy, I'll clean it up. She said, all right, baby. Now, back then, there were certain foods I couldn't eat. I get an upset stomach and I get sick and throw up. Still do as an adult. I got sick because I had some pizza that day. Threw up, was throwing up all day. Having to drink Pedialyte and Gatorade just to get my energy back. So I was severely dehydrated. I went upstairs into my room while I was downstairs in the living room. Have to get me a drink of water from the kitchen. I go up the steps, and I go into my room, and when I went into my room, clean, clean, clean. Now, can I please ask people this? Why is it some people believe it's always only okay to clean what's on the surface and hide what's underneath of it? Ah, Ah, see, I said I was going to hit you with that knowledge. I said I was going to hit you with that knowledge that they're scared of. Now, see, 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 see. We always, as human beings, clean what's on the surface that everybody see because we got a lot to hide. And then we hide the truth from other people because the point is we scared of judgment. We scared of what people think. We scared of how people are going to view us. We scared of what they're going to say. We scared of how they're going to feel. We scared of ridicule. Because then when people know the truth about us, 
What they going to say? How they going to say it? Have you noticed? I'm going to give you a prime example of how some people feel embarrassed about when people find out the truth. Men, fellas, when we cheat on our women, what is the one thing we always keep out of their hands? Our daggone phone. Our daggone phone. We don't want them having a phone. We don't want them seeing the phone. We don't want them having it. We're going to hide the daggone phone from them. Why? Because if the woman see our phone, they're going to know we cheated. Now, let's say you go on your phone, you clean everything out, get rid of all the pictures, all the phone numbers of the woman you cheating with. That's the surface. Clean the surface. But I'm going to tell you, deep down inside, you're still going to be operating like you a cheater. And she's going to pick up on it. She's going to pick up on what's not on the surface, and then she's going to know. Sometimes we got to stop doing a surface cleaning and clean it all up. We got to stop doing the surface cleaning and clean it all up. My dad, and I don't necessarily call him this now, is, you know, the relationship that him and I have now after my mother passed. But my dad, every Saturday used to have me and my brother, we would clean up. But let me tell you something that was so special about what we did every Saturday. What we did every Saturday was we didn't just clean up on Saturdays. We did a deep, thorough cleaning. My mom would get the shampoo out and have a shampoo to carpet in the, in the living room. Wipe down the glass tables. Wipe in between the bottom of the glass tables to get all that dust ball and dirt and dust bunnies. She would have us vacuum underneath the couch. Wipe down the couch with leather cleaner. We cleaned that house up from top to bottom. I mean, we knocked our laundry out the way. We, we had to bring it upstairs and put it away. We had to go down in the basement and take care of the basement, organize stuff in the basement, sweep up the basement floor, clean the steps off. And every Saturday, me and my brother was busy. And we did it. Every Saturday. See, but the thing was, we didn't just clean up certain things. We cleaned up everything. See, see, as a firm believer of God, you don't want God to just clean what's on the surface. You want God to clean the entirety of you. The entirety. See, the thing is, we, 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 we always ask God to just clean the surface. There's one of my favorite songs I used to hear all the time. And the words say, won't he make me clean deep down inside? Won't he make me clean inside? Now, see, the words are, won't he make me clean deep 
down inside. That means you're not just asking for him to just wipe your surface off, get rid of your blemishes and stuff. No, you want him to wash you white as snow. Now, come on, y'all not hearing me. Y'all not hearing me. You want him to wash you white as snow. You want God to clean everything about you, not just certain things. What if God could grant you one wish? And you say, oh, well, God, I wish for money. You get all that money. But you ain't got the knowledge of first of what to do with it. You blow through all that money, now you're homeless and broke. He took care of some of the little problems you had. But if you had asked him for knowledge, you could have gotten all that wealth and knew exactly what to do with it. But sadly, this time you don't. Parents, we have got to start teaching our children that the method to making things work is the fact that you have to raise them up in the way that they should go. And then when they do go, support them in any way, shape, form you can. See, our African-American youth, the, the reason why they don't have the things that they need in life is because their parents... Stop supporting them. Why is it a white child can walk outside of a white household and have more success than a black child? And please do not tell me, oh, well, you know, with with them being black, he's not going to have all the opportunities that, you know, that, you know, other... Kids are going to have that other child is privileged because they white. And Okay, I can believe all that. If it wasn't for the simple fact that each and every one of them opportunities by law have no other choice but to also be available for African-American. Them same opportunities have to be available for an African-American. And they are. I can see if those opportunities weren't there, period. And that they just never existed. Sure, I would complain like, like, like white on rice. But they are there. And sometimes our youth don't take advantage of those opportunities because they're being poorly raised by lazy parents who don't. Now, here we go, here we go, here we go. Who don't want to do the job of adulting and being an adult and want to pawn it off on other people. Come on now, you don't hear me, you don't hear me. You don't hear me. I told my children straight up. I told them straight up. Look, I said, I'm gonna tell you something now. You never gotta worry about my place. I'm trying to teach y'all the responsibilities you need for when you go on to being an adult yourself. If I ask them to do it just once, that's it. Do it just once. I don't need you to do it every time. 
Do it just once. They do it that one time, okay. That is what you have to do when you get your own place. But they have to see me do it on a constant basis for them to realize, well, I got to do the exact same thing. If your kids see you sitting on the couch eating uh, two, three bags worth of Fritos and the Frito scoops with the dipping sauce and chewing down on Hershey chocolate bars, what do you think is going to happen? They're going to in turn think that that's the way an adult is supposed to live and they're going to do it too. They're going to follow your example. They're going to follow your example. Did you know that African-American families hold the highest rate of divorce? And you want to know why they hold the highest rate of divorce? Because the parents will never see eye to eye. And the main reason the parents will never see eye to eye is because when they bring children into the situation, each parent wants to raise the child their own way. We're in the white household. Don't white people know the right things to do when to do it at the right moment and it never fails. It never fails. It never fails. We have got to start doing some things better, people. Don't pawn things off on your kids because you're too lazy to take care and handle what you got to take care of. Do what you got to do and handle yours. Because it's yours and nobody else's. If you don't want it no more, give it to your kids. That's all there's to it. If beloved. You can't handle it. Give it to your kids. But follow step number two. Get out.
That's all the time I have on my show today. I hope each and every one of you will be blessed. And have a wonderful evening. Hibaraza Jioni. Jumbo Aukibaraza Saburi. Hibaraza Mancha. To each and every one of you, I love all you guys with all my heart and my soul. Salah.